Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Loretta Choi, Chief Merchandising Officer at Stitch Fix. Since its launch in 2011, Stitch Fix's business model has greatly evolved, which has included expanding to new product categories like men's and plus-size clothing. I wanted to ask Loretta about the success of the company's newer merch moves and about its relationship with its brand partners in the last two years. Has the pandemic changed everything? Welcome, Loretta. Thank you so much, Jill. It's super exciting to be here with you today. I'm so excited to have you. And I was going to go into the impact of the pandemic, but I know that you joined the company, um, gosh, late 2019. Tell me what you were doing prior, first of all. Oh, great. Um, Yes. So prior to uh, the pandemic, uh, I had been in more traditional retail um, environments for close to 20 years. Um, so having worked at large companies, uh, Levi's, Old Navy, Banana Republic, um, all of these great brands in the marketplace, um, but much more of a traditional experience. Um, so both retail uh, in the e-commerce space, in the store space, um, and I would say vertical retail and wholesale. Um, so spent a lot of time there and was really excited to join Stitch Fix. Tell me what was the draw? Like, I, who hasn't heard about Stitch Fix, but what were you most excited for? Actually, the thing that really drew me to Stitch Fix, um, there's actually a few points. Uh, I would say the first was really thinking about a new experience for clients. So having come from more of a traditional experience, uh, you know, we've all walked into a store in the past, we've all shopped online. Um, and I was really intrigued by, you know, this kind of combination of art and science to really learn about a client um, and have the ability to, you know, present a head to toe look to a client in this surprise and delight format in a box. And of course, the thing that really drew me to the company was really the evolution of how do we now bring personalization to more and more clients? And we can do it in different ways. It could be the five items in a box, which is what we've been doing for the last 10 10 plus years. Um, And then really bringing that to the forefront to much more of a digital online space where we can still curate, collaborate with our clients and really present a new experience and a new way to shop. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely a pioneer in in this styling box. all that you do. Um, and I know like you, like we said, you, you guys have evolved. So what do you guys, when you joined in 2019, you had maybe three months pre pandemic to, <laughs> to get your feelers and to, to learn the ropes. Is that how it went down? <laughs> oh, it was, it was, uh, quite the journey. Um, I have to just say coming into the office, you know, in the early days and then getting the phone call to say like, Hey, stop coming into the office. So it was quite the shift, you know, for everyone. I know that we've all experienced, you know, working from home. Um, but it was really interesting to learn about this new space, to learn about the new teams, to learn about the clients, um, all kind of in this zoom life. Um, but it's been really fun, you know, working with our data science team, Uh, working with our merchants and, of course, working with our styling organization to really bridge all those pieces together. Um, It's been a journey. We've learned a lot um, and we're still learning. I hear from other uh, brand insiders the importance of people in the design, uh, I guess, department, um, the importance of touching. And they're like, if anybody needs to be IRL, it's the people who are working with the clothes, the people who are designing the clothes, making the clothes. Uh, I mean, how are you managing just... (laughs) Um, being in the mix there and not being able to maybe be one-on-one with folks. 
Yeah, I think it's been really hard because every part of uh, the work that we do has had to evolve. Um, and you think about the offering that we have at Stitch Fix, we have private uh, label exclusive brands um, that we are making. So we definitely have, you know, our design teams, our product creation teams, touching, feeling product. During the pandemic, it was how do we bring this all into our homes and ensure that we're still living up to our promise, which is delivering on great fit, delivering on great feel, delivering on great style aesthetic. Um, so our teams were working, you know, at home and really, you know, sending sending product to each other so that we can still do that. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, the brands that we are buying um, so that we can service our customers with this great experience of choice, we were absolutely working with them creatively on, you know, how do we start looking at digital lookbooks? How do we actually have our market weeks online? So everything just shifted. Um, but we are very, very excited to be back together. Um, clearly, we're in this return to office mode uh, where we are working in the office. I'm in the office today. Are you guys coming in five days a week these days? We aren't. Uh, you know, we have really spent quite a bit of time mapping out our calendars and collaborating on, um, you know, what are those days? What are those key weeks that we have to be in the office? Um, and I think it's a little bit harder, as you know, in uh, creative roles, we don't have to be in the office every single day, but there are going to be days that we're here five days a week, some days that we're only here two days a week. It really just depends on what's happening in the calendar. For sure. Was it a big learning curve in terms of the way that Stitch Fix leverages data um, in terms of, yeah, in your merchandising, in your product, um, had you had a great experience there or how would you describe the, the transition? Yeah, the transition was actually um, quite interesting, I would say, and it was actually a, a big transition for me. 20 years of experience where, you know, when you're looking at data, what you know is what sold. Um, you know, what are the items, you know, at what price point, what sold to each client at different parts of the year. Um, so it's very item focused. You look at the history, you look backwards. Coming into this experience was very different because you're also learning the what and the why. And we have the opportunity to actually play some of the learnings forward as well. So I'll give you some examples um, here. Our data science team and their algos, uh, the tools that we use, they are constantly looking at different points of information. So we get billions of data points. How do you actually look at the billions of the data points? Um, that's really hard. There's no human who can actually you know, make sense of all those, those data points in one sitting, um, probably even after multiple sittings. So you know, we partner very closely with our teams to look at the data, really analyze it, uh, understand what is it that the clients are telling us about fit, price, style, you know, you name it, they will, they will give us a view into what it is that, you know, the, the data points are saying. Um, and then looking ahead, we have our clients that are planning into their next fix that's going to be shipped to them. Um, that's telling us, you know, what are the things that I'm looking for? Uh, what are the e either new, um, activities, uh, new end uses, new categories, like really what's driving me to shop in this particular moment. So we have an indicator on trend. 
We have indicators um, from clients to our styling organization on what worked, what didn't work. And then we have our data science teams, you know, deeply looking at all of the data together. Um, so if you really think about just information overload, there's just so many points coming into us uh, that we have to turn around and make sense of. Um, and that's really, you know, how we really power, um, you know, the connection points with our clients and how we really power information to be shared with our brand partners. When you're designing your private label, there's so much conversation about maybe almost like is clothing, is fashion today too data driven? What can you share about the the balance of like the human touch versus the, the data driven uh, design? Yeah, I mean, there's so much data that is coming in. Um, that's why we have to sit down with our teams to really assess, understand, and really tie it back to like what's happening in real life. Um, so, you know, I think COVID is such a great example. You can learn, you know, so many points about product and really understanding what's working, what's not working, the details of the fit. But when a pandemic hits, the data isn't going to tell you, like, how is a client going to shift the way that they want to be, um, you know, wearing uh, outfits head to toe. Maybe there's only a focus on the top half. Um, you know, those are the things that you still need human touch to really balance out those insights. Um, and you hear us say time and time again, the power of Stitch Fix is really the art and the science. Um, so there is human touch that's part of every decision that we make. Tell me about the impact of, for high level, was it a, a grand move to athleisure activewear and and really a focus there for months on end and now maybe then maybe night lux or this going out <laughs> i shout out to liz flora i mean coining the out night lux night lux trend but um anyway there are like huge fluctuations like in terms of your business it's, it's more because it's so personalized like you're able to i don't know how did that impact you let's just go there yeah i think that um again like with the, the data points that we have, you know, we're constantly thinking about, you know, what is the client looking for next? Um, and what we get in some of the data points is really clients sending us notes directly to our stylist saying, hey, there are shifts that are happening in my life and we want you to help support these changes. Um, and with those shifts, we're able to, you know, look deeply at our assortment and start to refine what we're sending to you, right? Um, a casual top that you would worn, you know, to the weekend now with the right piece of accessory, you know, whether it's earrings or headbands, you know, during the time, you know, that can make that entire look feel like it is Zoom ready, Zoom appropriate. Um, so we were really thinking about, you know, the balance of how do we ensure during COVID that we have, you know, apparel that is right for, you know, meetings online, whether it be a business meeting or a, a kind of meet and greet social gathering with your friends, um, or it just being, you know, about being outside and being comfortable and hiking and biking and playing pickleball, whatever it may be. Um, but we heard that from, you know, many of our clients, like, what is it that I'm looking for? What's on my mind? And few times it's about just the item. Many times it's about the end use. It's about how I shift my look, how I shift my wardrobe, how I shift the head to toe. Um, and I think those are all really important data inputs that we receive. You know, it is structured data, unstructured data. Um, you know, uh, I, I would say just data points that are coming about different parts of 
what a client is wanting at that particular moment and what type of support they need. Yes. I, we're going to talk about um, what information or or how you're able to assist uh, your brands in terms of their expansion to new categories. But also, I would think that you were an amazing source for them. Um, just having the experience with stylists, as a lot of them dabble in the virtual styling and things of that nature, um, going into this, um, this whole thing. But yeah, the importance of stylists, I guess, and um, being able to, to have that head start during these last two years, what would you say about that? Yeah, I think the styling organization, um, they're the first ones that are engaging with our clients. And they're the ones that are getting um, deep, insights on, you know, how's a client feeling about, you know, the general sentiment of going back to work? What is it that they're really looking for? Um, so I think that we are able to find these deep layers of connection points with our customers, with our styling organization. Um, and that human touch is so critical to us being able to deliver um, an ongoing, I, I would say, unique and, you know, uh, I guess an ongoing unique experience for all of our clients. Um, you know, learning just purely about, you know, the refinements that we can make in product um, and or, you know, the different things that we can, the different types of brands and our categories that we can bring into our experience is one thing. But really that human element of like, how are you feeling? What's changing in your life? Those are the pieces that are super critical to our experience. Yes. Well, I know you started catering to women um, and I know <laughs> there's been a lot of expansion. Where have we gone thus far is the goal to cater to everyone and anyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our goal really, because we're about the experience is to cater to as many clients as possible. Um, you know, we want to give choice to, you know, all clients, um, whether they be, you know, women, men, kids, um, you know, we're really focused on uh, just the diversity of the experience that we can bring and how we can almost shift back to this idea of uh, retail therapy. You know, it is a pleasant experience. You are not overwhelmed by so much choice. Um, but even when you know exactly what you're looking for, we can provide a different level of support um, when it comes to, you know, well, how would you want to wear it? You know, what are different ways to create value in your closet um, by not only thinking about that pair of jeans, but now also showing you, you know, how you wear that jean to work, how you wear that jean to, you know, your first date, um, whatever it may be. But, you know, just so much value in the ability for us to actually create this experience for all customers. Um, I did want to highlight that, you know, we, we found that within the plus area, um, really thinking about size inclusivity, this was one area um, that we wanted to um, spend our energy um, focusing on because we know that this is a client that has been um, underserved for many years. For sure. I want to focus on that as well, because so often, like, well, we've seen some programs uh, catering to this custom uh, customer fail or um, be downsized in the last couple of years um, as brands are pulling back budgets, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, talk to me about the, I guess, investment, the commitment, like what it takes to pull off um, inclusive sizing, extended sizing um, in the way that you do. Um, would you just say, I mean... <laughs> do you need to be a large company to go there and right now and um and just 
to earn that customer and to earn their loyalty and um, for them to see you as as a source? Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost, just knowing um, that, you know, in the U.S., 70% or nearly 70% of women are a size 14 and above. Um, you know, we, because of that population and just knowing how many customers are underserviced, we know that there is just a huge opportunity for us to do this um, well and to do it with our brand partners. Um, we cannot make a difference on our uh, on our own. Um, so we really want to, you know, help support other brands to get there. Um, it is a very hard proposition, though, when you don't know enough about the fit, about the client needs, um, and really don't have the core base of the client already coming to you. Um, so I think that's, you know, part of our secret sauce. That's part of our formula. Um, and we talk to many of our brands about, you know, how we can help this client and how we can help each other um, to really grow that part of our business. Um, we launched Plus in 2017, and we've been investing in this part of our business every single year and consistently seeing growth year over year since launch. Um, and I would say that the way that we have done it over these years is really looking deeply at the data and then spending a lot of time hearing the feedback, reading the feedback, digesting the feedback that we're getting directly from our clients um, to our stylists. Um, so again, you know, having notes, having feedback from your clients has really helped us grow um, this part of our business. We are constantly using the, you know, the data points, I think at this point, um, uh, you know, someone on my team essentially did the homework to say we have 75 billion points of data on this plus customer. It, like that is staggering. Um, and so, you know, what do you do with 75 billion points of data? You know, you really deeply look at, um, you know, how to digest it and what is it that the client is saying. Um, and the two things that we heard from stylists and from our clients directly all clients want style. All clients want choice. All clients want to be able to put together great looks for every single end use, for every single you know moment in their life. And then what we heard from our data is, wow, you know, fit, time, style, equally important. You got to nail the fit so that the customer feels like they are um, they are participating in the trend in the right way. Um, and so those two pieces coming together has really helped us to ramp our business and really grow from, you know, early stages um, of 2017, you know, with under 75 brands and now growing to 150 brands. And then, you know, our intent is to continue to grow that brand list. Um, and what I would say with these brands, you know, the way that we think about it is making sure that we have a balance of brands that really cover, you know, casual everyday, uh, business casual work, um, social going out, active athleisure, even sleep and lounge. Let's take a step back and talk to me about how you work with brands. Obviously, like it's not a typical wholesale partnership. Um, you're buying the the product and selling it, like. In what way are they able to, like when they they have the Stitch Fix data, they know what works for the Stitch Fix customer. Um, do they are, almost use you as like 
a trial run for a, a category that they're considering because, well, you know, the Stitch Fix customer wants it, but do, does our customer who's coming to us on our own channels, are they going to be interested as well? Um, like, how would you describe that? I know I was at the Rebecca Minkoff show and she um, introduced the her plus line um, that was, I think, being exclusively sold through Stitch Fix? I'm not That's sure, right. but yeah, talk to me about that relationship. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I think we approach um, extended sizes in different ways. Um, we have many brands that already have um, this part of their business as part of their core base. And what they're looking for is how do we do better? How do we how do we refine the way that we're looking at our assortment um, so that we can actually continue to grow into more styles? Um, and I think that is really the challenge. A lot of brands will, you know, focus on almost like basics in their business and not necessarily lean into the fashion piece, the fashion element. Um, and we want to help brands learn. Is it adjustments that you have to make with your fit? Is it adjustments that you have to make with the details and or the fabrics? Um, those are, you know, the critical points that our partners come to us for. And they'll ask us to sit down with them and like, walk me through what you're seeing. Walk me through the data. That is, you know, I think one part of our secret sauce, um, which is really helping brands to refine. Then there's the second piece, which is, you know, us seeing uh, brands that are already in our portfolio that are actually making um, really great progress with our core client. Once we start to see that, we're like, wow, if you're working with our core client, let's start to dive deep into the opportunities for us to extend our sizes and extend our sizes in the right way. And so it really is about the collaboration and really understanding how do we build the assortment, how many styles, how do we test these styles with our clients so that you have confidence that, um, you know, in your capabilities, in your fit, in those specific styles to grow. Um, you know, and to really think about how you extend your reach to more and more clients with your brands. Um, I'll give you one example. We are launching with Amour Vert, uh, you know, this fall. And, you know, we, we went directly to them um, primarily because they have an incredible expertise in sustainable fashion. And we know that we have expertise in, 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 in extending sizes and really expanding your reach to a broader range of clients in the marketplace. Um, and so we thought that we can bridge our data-driven, deep understanding on product with you know, the great progress and the great styles that we're seeing, the great performance in our current business. Um, so together we collaborated, you know, we went back and forth with what we're seeing in our business today, specifically with their brand and then educating, you know, presenting to them. Um, we have a, a plus toolkit that we use that really helps to educate on how you start looking at fit and how you start to build out the fit. Um, and then as we started to progress, we started to build out the assortment together. Um, and we look at all the details, including price. Um, so, you know, this is a really exciting part of, you know, how we partner with our brands to launch new parts of their businesses. Yes. Getting that sizing right. I think it's so daunting for brands uh, to go beyond their their core assortment, to, to work with more fit models. And anyway, I just think that our, is this like... Num a number one point in your <laughs> pitch to brands, like <laughs> just slide on in here. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it, it is daunting. It is um, one of those 
It is a part of uh, most brand strategies that they want to go after, but they just don't know how to get started. Um, and really, you know, our uh, desire is to help more and more brands get started. Um, and I think that once they start to understand that they can lean on us to test, they can lean on us to learn about the fits and, you know, lean on us uh, to really present their product to the client and hear direct feedback. That is incredibly compelling. What can you tell me about the success of the plus um, division category? Um, again, we hear from brands that have tried it or dabbled in this space. Often the challenge is, um, you know, this customer doesn't see us as a source. Our marketing kind of goes under the radar because they're not even considering us. Like it, it, it's going unnoticed or they, they don't believe it's good or whatever. Um, but how have you, I guess secured this customer? How has how it stuck? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think again, like for us, because we have such a diverse portfolio of brands and we're really about the experience for everyone. Um, you'll see in our marketing, uh, you know, we are very size inclusive focused. Um, and so we want to be able to present, you know, with every story that we tell and uh, showcasing how it works with our clients. Um, it is to showcase it to everyone. Um, so that is, I think, uh, you know, a, a priority for us first. Um, and then beyond that, it is the ability for us to also help educate that we are investing um, in these sizes in the right way, not swinging the pendulum and going crazy with like too much choice. But it really is, um, you know, the best choices that work with our clients. Um, so we are measured. You know, we are absolutely, you know, growing year over year, not scaling back. Um, but we are really measured with the way that we are thinking about, you know, um, how many more styles, how many more brands, what are what is our client really missing from the assortment? Um, and that has allowed us to actually grow our business, you know, consistently year over year for the last five years. Um, and I think in our last earnings last quarter, we had also mentioned, you know, from 21 into 20, uh, from 20 into 21, we grew our plus business uh, by 50 percent. Um, so Fantastic. really, you know, staggering growth and, you know, something we're really proud of. For sure. Well, I have to ask, because you're in this world, um, has it impacted your the supply chain holdups, obstacles, like has this held up your, your flow or your plan, some of the goals for the year, just a delay or what, what's been the impact? Yeah, I mean, we're not immune to it. I think supply chain has really hit everyone, um, you know, whether you're in retail or any other consumer goods, um, you know, it's been a challenge that we've all been tackling over the last, oh gosh, two years now. I can't believe it. It feels like we're in this time warp. Um, but we have been partnering with our brands to really prioritize, you know, based on the feedback that we're getting from our clients, what do we need to book ahead of time so that we can get ahead of, you know, any type of supply challenges. Um, and, you know, for us, because we're always thinking about head to toe, because we're thinking about um, putting together outfits, it, it allows us a little bit of flexibility within our assortment to um, you know, continue to build great outfits without seeing, you know, great risk within our inventory. Um, so we're working around it just like everyone else. But I think that our teams have done a really great job um, in identifying, you know, the parts of our inventories that we have to uh, prioritize. What areas of fashion have you not yet touched? What's next um, in terms of <laughs> goals and expansion? 
Um, you know, I think that we still have, you know, a lot of room to grow into um, when we think about, uh, you know, growth within kids, growth within men's. Um, you know, there are more categories that we want to go after in the future. Uh, you know, right now, what I would say to my teams always is let's prioritize kind of the outer pinnings, you know, everything that you see um, that completes an outfit um, that helps, you know, to really address uh, everyday activities. You know, that is our priority, our priority today. Um, but we absolutely have our eyes set on, you know, future growth categories. You know, maybe we'll go after, uh, you know, more swim. Maybe we'll go after beauty at some point. Um, but really right now, our priority is getting the head to toe nailed for more customers. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You mentioned men's. Um, I, I know of a male Stitch Fix member <laughs> at our office. Um, how is like catering to that customer different? Is it overblown, the idea that <laughs> they they know what they like and they stick to it? You Less know, adventurous? I, I would say um, what we have done is really taken a deep look at, you know, who our core client is. And the greatest opportunity is actually every guy, even if he knows that he is shopping specifically for a pair of jeans, what we heard time and time again, again is really, well, how do I put this look together? Um, and so even if he is very high intent looking for a specific item, there's still support, right? There's still confidence that we can provide. And I think that is the um, the angle that we are targeting, it is, you know, you can buy a pair of jeans anywhere, but we can really master the fit. We can help you figure out what that looks like. Um, for every every 10 pairs of jeans that we send out, seven are kept. Um, we really feel that, you know, the work that we've been doing to understand data points has really helped our clients match the right pair of jeans in the right size to, you know, his, his particular um, needs. Um, and so we feel that there is, you know, more that we can do to help you really build out, um, you know, the value in your wardrobe. Um, so a very different behavior, I think, for guys in our experience. Yes. And one more question. It's a little bit outside of your realm. You're not the um, chief marketing executive, but um, <laughs> in terms of like, obviously there are a lot of obstacles there now in terms of personalization and reaching that customer. Um, and obviously personalization is at the core of what you all do. Um, where are, I guess, are you seeing what's working to market to this customer? It's that personalized, you have the direct connection, it's the email, it's the stylist. Like, um, I guess, yeah, what, do you, what's working best there? Yeah, um, I think that we are constantly looking at new approaches to connecting with our clients. Um, you know, again, not the experts, so can't really highlight all of the details here, but we believe that there's kind of the, you know, a balance of, how do we help more and more clients understand how it works? You know, what is the experience, you know, of coming into Stitch Fix and collaborating with the stylist to build looks? That works for us in our business. We also believe that there is a balance of, you know, constantly showing different outfits, constantly showing, you know, different style aesthetics um, and different ways to wear. Um, I think one of the most powerful angles that we look at, um, and you, you see it, I think, in social all the time, is five ways to wear. 
Um, and we can do that. We do that very, very well. Um, so you'll see more from us. I think, you know, we have a new chief marketing officer, Debbie, who is incredible. She is an incredible partner and she's got a lot of magic up her sleeves. So more to come on that piece. I know that you guys are not, um, your PR has told me, <laughs> I'm not a box company with like, if we, pref- you prefer, it's, a, it's like a styling business or styling centered. Um, tell me about the box that doesn't have a bad name. Is this kind of a, like, I don't know, what's the future of that, that model? Yeah. I mean, I think that there are clients, every single client has, you know, a different reason for shopping at different times. And, you know, we believe that there is an evolution in our styling services. Um, There is an evolution in us being able to be, you know, the global online destination for personalized shopping. Um, But personalized shopping, what it means is sometimes you want five items in a box. Sometimes you want to just pick that complimentary pair of shoes that goes back to, you know, the outfit that you purchased last time. Um, You know, there's just different ways for our customers to engage. And we want to provide that agency and that flexibility. Um, But always, you know, having Um, you know, that balance of art and science cut through every part of the experience. So I don't know, I always think for clients, you know, the flexibility of having that menu of options is really critical. Um, And we want to be there, right? We want to be there to support whether or not you want the five items every single time. I always think about that as being like high touch, high service. Um, or, you know, sometimes it is just kind of the grab and go. Well, I, I would think you guys are in a happy place as we're all re-entering the world and nobody knows what the heck to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, call Stitch Fix, folks. <laughs> yes, call us. <laughs> we'll, help, we'll help you think about, you know, different ways to wear. And, you know, there's a style card for everyone. right on Loretta thank you so much for being here this was fantastic thank you so much Jill I hope to see you again soon that's all for this episode our theme music is by Otis McDonald if you liked this episode be sure to share it with someone else you think would thanks for listening to the glossy podcast